Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's program. This is Ed Taylor. I'm here taking your calls and your questions, waiting for your calls to come in, 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Thank you, thank you, thank you. To the men that filled in for me while I was away, I was in Southern California for a week, lots of ministry. I taught a class, uh, what they call a block class, actually I only taught half of it. My good friend David Guzik is going to teach the other half, but we had about 50 kids, uh, I say kids, but young people uh, in college at the Calvary Chapel Bible College in Murrieta. California, I was teaching the the class is entitled The Person and the Work and the Gifts of the Holy Spirit. My responsibility was the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so I told the class from day one that by the end of the class, it was four hours a day, four day, Monday through Thursday, that by the end of the class, they would know their spiritual gift. They would know what it looks like. They would know how it fits within the body, and I had I had goals for them. Number one, learn your gift. Uh, number two, exercise your spiritual gift. And then number three, teach someone else about your spiritual gift, because you know it, you understand it from the Bible, and, and it was all the way to the end. It was all the way to Thursday before, because we were asking every class, what are your gift? What's your gift? What's your gift? What's your gift? Uh, and then... Uh, we had some question marks. Some people didn't know. Uh, and then when I finished the last gift, uh, the question marks went away, and everyone left knowing their spiritual gift. It was very fruitful. And then I taught in a couple of churches. I taught for the first time. Both of these were my first time. Uh, we, uh, I taught at Calvary Chapel in Vista, California, uh, with my new friend Rob Salvato, what a great brother he is. And then on Sunday, I taught for a friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends for many years now, uh, Pastor Mark Finnegan. He's planting a church in Oceanside. And what a joy, what a privilege to stand in their pulpits with the Word of God, sharing um, sharing the Word in a wonderful way, just being used by the Spirit of God. It's amazing, amazing, amazing. So we're going to take your calls and questions. I see the phone lines are already filling up. Uh, and here's the general question for the day. What's your spiritual gift? And how do you use it in the body currently? What's your spiritual gift? And how did you, how did, how do you, how do you use it uh, in the body? 303-690-3000. Dustin calling in from Baltimore, Maryland. Dustin, welcome to the program. Well, hello, Pastor. How are you doing? Doing great. What's up? Uh, just a little question. 
Um, well, matter of fact, how's the weather out there where you're at? The weather, it was a little windy, but maybe 60 degrees. We don't have what you, I saw. I have a friend in Baltimore planning a church uh, in, uh, oh, where is he planning a church? I have to, I'm going to look that up. Uh, but it's snow, I, I, snow. I think I know where you're talking about, but I'm not for sure. But uh, yeah, we did get a lot of snow out here. <laughs> yeah, so how much, how many inches is it right now? Oh. Uh, about six, seven inches. Oh, that's that's chicken. What do they say it? That's not. What would we call that? Not chicken. What? Small yeah, potatoes. Small <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> What's I up, know. man? You in Minnesota and New England and places like that get a whole lot more than we do. Yes. <laughs> okay. So where? Uh, what? What's your question? Um. Yeah. If uh, Adam have never sinned. Would he have procreated with his wife in the Garden of Eden? And if so, would the Garden of Eden expand it amongst the earth with all the billions and billions of people? Uh, you know, let me say that the Bible doesn't answer hypothetical questions. We can, uh, we can only answer those questions by what's been revealed in the Scriptures, because that has the full story. Uh, and, and, and so... It's very, very difficult to answer that question because the Bible doesn't answer it. Um, but, but it I think because he gave man free its free will, and it was meant to be that Adam had sinned, and that you know, um, you know, he had to go out of the Garden of Eden and populate the earth or whatnot. You know, because I, I it's, 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 it's kind of I know the answer really because, you know. I believe God knows the beginning to the end, and He knows what was going to happen and so forth, and Christ had been there to die for us for our sins and and so forth. But, you know, if Adam had never sinned, that, I know it, 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 it's kind of a weird question, but, you know, if he didn't have sinned, would uh, he have procreated with his wife? And if so, would the Garden of Eden expand it like, you know, some scientists would say, you know, the universe expands or whatnot, you know, would the Garden of Eden expanded amongst the earth with all the billions and billions of people? Yeah, I mean, you can you can ask a series of hypothetical questions, but they're unanswerable. Right, right. Now, that, that's what I figured. But I do now. like your thinking. I mean, I do like your thinking in terms of what would be the consequences or or lack of if there was uh, no sin, but the whole Bible, the revelation, you know, because even even at, before Adam and Eve sinned, we know that the devil rebelled. So right. we know uh, that the devil, um, Satan himself, uh, rebelled against God, and that although the sin didn't enter the human race until Adam sinned, um, there the 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 way that the gospel is developed and explained even in Romans is that Adam had to sin. He is he is the one that brought sin into the world. Even though he sinned by his own free will, um, he, right. he, he, following the lead of Eve, um, that free will decision, he wasn't forced to sin. He did sin, but on the unveiling of the Old and the New Covenant, um, sin had to take place, or the Bible as we have it today wouldn't exist. Right. Well, that's an, that was the other question about the procreation, because he said, 
you will have children and bear and suffer uh, having them and so forth. So was that out of the Garden of Eden, or was that, or did they so-called, you know, procreate while they were there before they sinned, and she had, you know, uh, Cain and Abel before that, you know, or whatnot, you know. Well, that's that's a Bible question, question, and and that's that, that's clear that they were born after sin, not before. Oh, okay. Okay, I got you. So are you familiar with a part of Baltimore called, is it Fells Port or Fells Point? Fells Point, Fells Point, Fells Point. So I have a friend named Josh Taransky. Uh, he oh. is pastoring and planting a church called Haven City Church. How far is that from you? Um, It's not too far. I, I live in Pimlico. Okay. Uh, so that's still in the city, but it's kind of close to the county, but not too close. It's in between, you know. Yeah, I'm but, looking at the yeah, map. Yeah. It looks oh, like it's so on the water. Where, where in Fells Point again? It is. It is Haven City Church. They're meeting at, let's see here. I'm going to hit his contact button. He has a form there. Uh, it doesn't say. Let's see where they're meeting. Gatherings. Yeah. Here we go. Gatherings. Do you have a, um, uh, a website or something? Yeah, or? It's, it's baltimorechurch.com. Baltimorechurch.com. And they meet on at the Compassion Center, 1706 Eastern Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, I know exactly well where that is. So oh, that, right that's on. good. Well, thanks for All calling. Right. Well, thank you very much, Pastor. Right. You have a good and wonderful day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303 Give me a call. you got an open line. Taking your calls and questions. Dennis. Calling from Longmont, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good, thank you. Got a quick question here. My wife brought this up yesterday, and I, for all these years, I always thought there was one heaven, but like in Genesis, uh, when it st- states that God created the heavens plural, and the earth, I mean, so apparently there's more than one heaven, and if there is, I mean, obviously there is, because it says in the Bible, what are the other heavens? Well, you know, you have... Really, three heavens that are mentioned, and and what don't don't confuse, um, don't confuse the the idea of heavens in uh, necessarily with the presence of God. Like you can go from one to the other. Uh, one represent the first heaven represents the atmosphere. The second heaven represents the uh, the stellar you know galaxies, and then the third heaven is where the presence of God is. Oh, okay. So, I mean, Remember, okay. So there's, there's only there's only quote unquote how we think about you. It's heaven and hell. So, the heaven when we think about heaven, there's one correct. where we're going to be with our Lord forever. Right. And that's it. So, yeah. And you know what, Pastor? I never thought of it that way. I I know. Now, doesn't doesn't the Bible say there's different levels of hell? There, there. The Bible speaks of different levels of judgment, but you know this okay. idea of different levels of of hell actually comes oh. from um Dante's Inferno and in, I think Inferno um he's the one that introduced that that thought okay yeah okay yeah so yeah okay i just thought there was a cuz i know some place in the bible it talks about getting hit with a couple stripes with the whip a couple times and then other times more so i just assumed that was different levels of hell but it's 
different levels of punishment, I guess, in hell. Well, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I think that, um, I think that this, you know, if separation from God wasn't enough, um, there's going to be more in some way. But we always think, you know, we think spatially, um, but the the reality is not just not not really spatially, but but it's se- separation. Uh, that's the essence right. of hell. Right. It is really just separation from God. Right. Okay, so just to recap this, so the three levels of heaven is obviously the heaven we all think about, being with our Lord forever, and then it's the, the atmosphere you said, Pastor? Yeah, so let's start with a scripture. In Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2, it says, Paul's writing, he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was out of the body or in the body, I don't know. God knows. And so from that, we, we grasp the, the first level, if you will, of the heavens, a plural, would be the atmosphere, the air we breathe, the sky that we see. The second level would be the stellar or the galaxies, you know, what we need a telescope to see, the stars, the planets, all the way into that area where the satellites are and beyond. And then the third heaven is that eternal abode where God exists. Okay. Gotcha. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I appreciate it. All this time, I was like, I was kind of in the dark. I didn't realize it. I never thought about it until my wife said something about it yesterday. Yeah, and I, I would even say not not the third heaven isn't where God exists, because God exists everywhere. It would right. be the idea of, of where God dwells, his ah, presence, okay. like yeah, the yeah. eternal. Yep. Well, I appreciate it, Pastor. Be safe. God bless you, and and he has risen. That's all I can tell you. Huh, amen. I live it out every day. Thanks, man. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Got an open line. When you hear somebody drop off, Wednesdays are always full days, so if you hear somebody hang up, that means there's a phone line open. Grab it while you can. We're going to go right on to Aurora, Colorado, where James is on the line. James, welcome to the program. Hey, God bless, brother. How you doing? Good. What's up? Hey, uh, yeah, we was in a group uh, study the other day, and the person that was uh, leading that group uh, asked a question about uh, how are we saved, and everybody was saying, you know, uh, by grace, uh, what is that, uh, 10 and 9? Uh, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2? Uh, no, Ephesians, uh, no, no, it was uh, 10, 10 and 9, what is that, uh, I can't even remember. Romans? Uh, uh, you saved by grace through yeah, faith? Yeah, e- Ephesians chapter 2, yep. Oh, okay. Christians 9 and 10. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, okay, and uh, then they say, well, also, um, they brought out how we saved by the blood. Is, is it, was that out of context? Well, when we're saved by the blood, what that's really referring to is that our forgiveness comes through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It doesn't come because of our works, uh, but it comes because of what Jesus has done for us. The very forgiveness that we experience is because of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for you and me. Uh, so they don't contradict uh, unless somebody would say we're saved by shedding our own blood or something like that, but it was the work of Jesus Christ that provided the way of salvation for you and me, and we're saved by faith, uh, by grace, through faith, according to Ephesians chapter 2. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. Yeah, but that's how we lead, that's, that's the normal way how to lead somebody to Christ, all right? Ephesians uh, 2, as opposed yes, to uh-huh. the blood or... No, I mean, you can tell somebody, I mean, but you got to, you know, think of it this way. Most people aren't familiar with the Bible. So to, to go up to somebody and say, hey, man, you're saved by the blood, they're going to trip <laughs> out on that. They don't, they don't have a frame of reference yet right, uh, to right. understand the sacrifice that was made by Jesus. And so 
the the one of the places you can go to in a real simple way to present the gospel is actually in First Corinthians chapter fifteen. Okay. Uh, let me. I'll take you there. Let me read it to you. First Corinthians chapter fifteen has a very simple introduction to the gospel message, and it says, "More." This is verse one. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which you also received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast the word that I preached to you. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. That, that's the, the gospel. Jesus lived, he died, was buried, and rose again. And, and his life today is exchanged for your life and mine. Okay, and all it's, right. It's not by our works. Not What could we offer God? What, what could we offer God that would possibly in any way um, move God to save us? He does so in his own free will and his own love for us. Yeah, I was just trying to figure out how they tie that in, but that's good, Pastor. I appreciate that. One last question. Yes, uh, you, James. You guys sell those uh, Bible programs up there? Uh, we the don't, store? no. You, but what, what kind of Bible program are you looking for? The one you got. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me let me give you a free one. Let me if you go to this website, blueletterbible.org. Okay. okay. blueletterbible.org. That's a free uh website that is a very powerful uh set of tools um that will help you uh in studying the Bible. Okay. Okay, I appreciate that. And it's free. It's no it's and for me, I I I have to say this, James, I I remember, I re- and I still, I still feel this way many times. But I remember being listening to the radio or listening to a a a, a, a broadcast where they're answering questions, thinking, "Man, how do they know all that? How, yeah, how could yeah. they possibly know all that?" And now, you know, now that I'm 20, um, say I've been walking with the Lord now 27 years. Uh, there's no shortcut. It's reading the Bible. It's studying. Uh, it's being in the Bible every day, and it's learning how the Bible connects okay you know just okay. like what do you do for a living uh i'm a carrier a carrier so like your delivery yeah is delivery. that what you mean are you a better yeah. carrier today than when your first day on the job sure how did you get that way uh experience through experience and, and hard hard work a lot of mistakes Okay, a lot um, of mistakes. You know, and, yeah. and so I think Bible study is the same way where we're, we're going to be better the more that we study. We're going to be better than when we first started. And one of the keys is, is to, to make sure that, you're, that you're, list, you're in a church that teaches the Bible, not just from the Bible. That's a big one. Okay. You know, because okay. the Bible is the one big unit. Um, okay. And, and unfortunately, many churches is kind of poke around and teach this little thing over here and this little thing over here when it's the whole Bible for the whole Christian. Okay. Okay. You know what? One last thing for real this time. All right. Uh, You know, since you said that, um, I noticed that you will admit that you used to teach it this way, and now you see it a different way. A lot of pastors don't do that. They never admit that, you know, they taught it the wrong way. They will never go back when they reteach it and, you know, say they taught it wrong. Or You know, I mean... I, I think that's healthy when a pastor can admit that, you know, they used to, you know, teach it one way, but since they've been continuing to study, yes, they, it, they, they see it differently now, and they admit that oh, yeah. that way, you know, and I really appreciate that in you. 
So, well, thank you, honey. Okay. I all hope right. we're, we're going to get it all when we wake up in his presence, man. <laughs> okay, all well, right. you have a good one. Thanks. Bye-bye. Yeah. 303-690-3000 is the number. Oh, by the way, you can text me. I didn't even mention that yet. That's why there's no text coming in. 720-336-0897. Uh, we use the text line uh, when we need to fill up time. Uh, and there are no calls coming in. So text me. It's a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. Let's see. we got time. we got plenty of time for more calls. So let's go back to the phone lines, and we're going to pick up with Joe in Loveland, Colorado. Joe, welcome to the program. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. What's up? Uh, I had a question. As a Christian, how would you... Uh, have a healthy conversation with somebody different religion who's experienced uh, quote unquote miracles or signs or um, you know wondrous things that happen to them in their religion. Well, I would start by finding things that we agree on. Uh, I think that's a great conversation because miracles are miracles, no matter what religion you experience them in. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, yeah, for sure. And there's only one source of miracles, true miracles, and that is God. He's the one that is able to work miracles in the world. He works them for believers and unbelievers alike. Uh, and so I would want to find some common ground. I would like to talk about the experience and, you know, what did they learn from the experience? Where did the experience take them? And, you know, have that kind of conversation with them and then remind them that in the Bible, it actually shows that there are lying false signs and wonders, so that some things can be duplicated or, or faked. I wouldn't say necessarily duplicated, but they can be faked. Remember, we have a great story of that happening all the way back with Moses when he stood before Pharaoh, remember? Uh, they, were, they can be faked, uh, and so not every miracle or perceived miracle is from God. And what, where that leads us in this discussion, so number one, miracles are real. It doesn't matter who experiences them. God is always the author of true miracles, the one true God. Secondly, I'd talk about that there are, there's a possibility of them being faked or, you know, sleight of hand or um, like, we see in, like we see an example of that in the Bible. Uh, and then that's all going to lead to how do we know if miracles are true? And what that leads to is a discussion about our standard. What is our standard of measurement? And so whatever false religion they're in, it's going to come to, well, we believe in this book. Okay, so in that book, what does it say about miracles? And they can say whatever. And then, and then you can ask them something along the lines, what, what does it say about how a person gets to heaven? Right? Because every conversation we have has to lead to the cross eventually. It might take two, it might take three or four um, conversations, but it has to lead to the gospel. Otherwise, why are, we at, why are we even talking about it? And the fact that they experienced a miracle validates that there is some, someone bigger than ourselves. Um, they might believe it is some false deity. We believe it's the one true God. But the idea that there's something more than us, uh, and if there is something more than us, then who are we accountable to? Like, who do we owe our life to? And what does that deity require of us? And isn't it interesting that all religions require something of man, 
except for Christianity. Christianity gives something freely to man. And so I just right. start on things that we agree on. I would start on things. I would never try to talk someone out of their experience because they had an experience. I wasn't there, so I don't know what it was like. I don't know what they experienced. But, you know, it's hard to talk someone out. You can't, you know, they go, well, I had this warm, fuzzy feeling at night, and then my fever went away. You know, you can't say that didn't happen. You weren't there. I wasn't there. And so I try to find things I agree on. And, and ultimately, I want them to agree on, I want them to agree with me all the way to the empty tomb, really, to Jesus' absolute statement. And what he said, he is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. So okay. it, it just really depends on what kind of relationship you have with them, because the deeper the relationship, the more you can get into these things in conversation. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. All right, yeah, that's some pretty sound advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. Have a good one. All right, bye-bye. All right, we've got a couple lines open. Take them while you can. 303-690-3000. Welcome to everyone listening on Grace FM, on Hope FM, and on Truth FM. Our network has expanded, and we're so grateful. I really haven't personally taken a call from any listener on Truth FM yet. Would you call me? Call me. 303-690-3000. If you're listening on Truth FM right now, pick up the phone and call. We will put you first in line. Uh, if you call, uh, because I want to take my first call from Truth FM. Um, we get calls from Hope FM all the time, and now we have one of our friends that calls regularly, Bianca from Aurora, Colorado. Welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. I have a prayer request. I I have really been having a hard time just knowing what the Lord what the Lord's will is in my life. I mean, I know it's probably to stay faithful to what I'm doing currently, but lately this month has just been so discouraging for me, and mm. I would have thought that this month would have been the best month, but I just don't think I'm doing what what I've been called to do lately. And, okay. And, and I just like prayer that the Lord would just reveal maybe if I am, and I just don't realize it, but like I said, this has just not been the best month for me. <laughs> well, let's pray, sister. Father, I pray for Bianca as you uh, hear, uh, and you already know, we're hearing for the first time, but you already know the difficulties uh, that she's going through and and the discouragement that's come uh, and visited her life, God, and just wanting to know your will. And we th we're thankful that you have brought her through so many trials and tribulations and that she's still strong today. So would you also, as we've seen in the past, bring her through this present trial and this present difficulty in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, I want to remind you, this weekend we have special guest here at Calvary, Joel Rosenberg. Joel Rosenberg will be here at all services this weekend, Saturday night at 6 p.m., Sunday morning, 10, 8.45 and 10.45. This is the time to come out and visit with Joel 
Rosenberg. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He's a friend of mine, a friend of the ministry, and he's going to be here. Um, it is Palm Sunday. He's going to give us some insight on on what's going on globally, geopolitically, on Palm Sunday. How does the gospel affect the world? Joel Rosenberg will be here at Calvary Aurora. For more information, go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, our service times, our location. Joel Rosenberg will be here. He also has a new book. I don't, I forget, I didn't bring a flyer, but he's got a new book. He'll have him here, uh, and uh, he'll be here to meet you and uh, just connect with you. He's a great man doing a lot of great things around the world, and we want to invite you out. Joel Rosenberg here at Calvary this weekend calvaryaurora.org. This is Ed Taylor. I am the pastor here at Calvary and Aurora, and we'll be right back on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of Calvary Live, taking your calls and questions, talking about the things of the Lord together over the airwaves. What, what a joy. Uh, to be used of the Lord, to talk about the things of the of the Lord together, the things of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, let's start the show off real quick with a text question. What is the course of miracles? The course of miracles is a self-taught study uh, that was written by a, na- a woman named Helen Shukman, uh, and... It is a mixture of mysticism, Gnosticism, and New Age psychobabble that is contrary to the teachings of Christianity. The fundamental teaching in Of Course in Miracles is called the Atonement Principle, which states that the separation from God through sin did not happen. It's bankrupt spiritually and not to be taken in as a real, true believer. 303-690-3000. I don't really know much about the Church of Unity, uh, but if it's any way associated with the Course of Miracles, run. 303-690-3000. Joe Rosenberg, as you heard the spot uh, right before the break, is going to be here this weekend. The name of his new book is called The Kremlin Conspiracy. The Kremlin Conspiracy. And we have them here. They'll be available after service uh, for you with Joel. 303-690-3000 303-690-3000 is the number. We're going to go on to Eaton, Colorado. Eaton, and it's Danny. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Absolutely fabulous. All right, I think I you're... Question. Do you have your volume up on your radio? It's concerning the two witnesses. Do you think that they're going to be men from this time or men from the past, like uh, Elijah and Enoch? Yeah, it's a good chance they're going to be men from the past, that they're going to be identified, that two witnesses uh, are are going to um, be men that God brings back. Uh, 
Uh, and, you know, we get some hints on who they might be uh, in Revelation. Uh, let's see here. We got to go over to Revelation chapter 11. Um, and some theories are Elijah and Moses, others are Enoch and Elijah, um, because they have power to turn water into blood. Moses is known for the Exodus. They can destroy people with fire, um, but it's going. I believe that it is going to be uh, men from of old. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. Appreciate you calling in. We're going to move to Claudia from Littleton, Colorado. Claudia, welcome to the program. Hey, Claudia, are you with us? All right, we lost Claudia. That means all lines are wide open. 303-690-3000 is the number. And Claudia, just there's a little note here that says she wanted to thank me for recommending Randy Alcorn's book, Heaven. And that is a must-read. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, discourse on heaven and some... Uh, biblical theories, uh, biblical teachings, I should say, uh, that would encourage you when it comes to the topic of heaven. Randy Alcorn, A-L-C-O-R-N. 303-690-3000. Let's go back and see what we got text-wise. We answered that one. Prayer request for my husband and I. We grow in in the Lord, begin our journey to ministry. Could also pray that God show us our sins and how to repent from them and close the doors that the enemy has left open in our hearts. We want to be filled with the light of God and be faithful and good servants. Thank you, and God bless. So, Father, I pray for this couple, as you have great and wonderful plans for them. 303-690-3000 is the number. And we're just so encouraged to, to be able to pray uh, that, Lord, you would just be with this couple as they head into ministry and what you have in store for them, that they would be faithful, good servants, um, that they just be filled with your light and filled with your love as they begin this journey. 303-690-3000. And uh, give me a call. Uh, let's pray for opportunities to help bring back lost sheep. You know, the Bible teaches that uh, Jesus, a good shepherd, leaves the 99 uh, and goes after the one. And I know there are a lot of ones out there. And Father, we just pray for open doors and opportunities to be used by you to bring back lost sheep, that you would be glorified, that God, you would have your way, and you would bring back many to yourself. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines, and who is next here on my call here? It says, uh, Claudia, Jim's calling from Parker. Jim, you're calling from Parker, Colorado. Welcome to the program. I am. Long-time listener. I love your show. Right on. What's up, man? Um, So I have been working on a screenplay on the life of Christ uh, for... Over a decade, I even got an independent film producer involved, and oh, wow. sat on it for five years, and unfortunately couldn't raise the money, and recently released it. 
Uh, and then I was given the opportunity to go out to California not too long ago, and the God opened a couple different doors for me. So I'm just praying that he would be glorified and that this would be his timing for uh, for this project to get off the ground and into theaters, God willing. Father, we just pray for Jim as he spent and invested a long time in this screenplay, God, that would be used as a tool for the gospel to encourage others, to stir them, to strengthen them, and and we pray for your will, God, to be done. Uh, we know that you always answer our prayers according to your will, and so we want our will to line up with your will. And we look forward, God, to the work that you've done with Jim and that you would just bless his path, all the people you put him in contact with, that he would have that sensitivity from the Holy Spirit to serve them well and to be used by you on the journey, that the destination, God, I just pray in Jim's life, that the destination would not um, take his eyes off the journey and that he would enjoy the journey as he's been on it for a long time, that he wouldn't grow weary and well-doing, but in due season he'll reap if he doesn't lose heart. So encourage my brother, Lord, that the destination does not distract him from the present journey. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we know that prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective, so I appreciate the prayers. Okay, brother. Bye-bye. God bless you. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Rob in Aurora, Colorado. Rob, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking my call today. You're welcome. So here's you've kind of got the insight of what's going on. I have a, a person in my life, you know, and I'm not a perfect Christian by no means. None of us really are. But, uh, you know, I try to use this forgiveness. You know, when I was younger, I forgave people, and I seemed like it really got walked on a lot. As I've gotten older, almost to my 40s, um, I still practice forgiveness quite a bit. But I'm getting to a point now where at what point is forgiveness to the point of, okay, there's this other individual, you know, I'm not judging them. They have their issues. I have my issues. But at what point is it okay where I can completely just have this person out of my life? Because I feel like it's almost like a demonic force of just trying to, you know, when you got good things going on around you and you're moving and grooving, people don't, you know, people don't always necessarily like that. Uh, it's, I don't want to say it's jealousy or anything, but there's like this weird vibe with this one person okay. that even if I'm like, you know what, let's just forgive and forget, it never goes away because the other person has way more issues, I guess. Well, the, the idea of forgive and forget is definitely not a biblical concept. Uh, it's a okay. it's a concept that's been given to us by the world, but the you know let me ask your question to you a different way. Yeah, when is it okay for you to stop forgiving? Never. I mean, I think you should always forgive. And so that's the that's what you're coming up against. Matter of fact, Peter came up against the same thing when Jesus was teaching him on forgiveness. And remember, yeah. he said that he should forgive seventy times seven. Oh, okay. And and the idea wow. wasn't to do the math. The idea behind that was simply you're to forgive and forgive and 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 continue to extend forgiveness. And okay. So let me let me give you a, a concept, and then do you email at all? Okay. Do I what? Email. Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I want you to email me after the show, and I'll send okay. you a little packet on okay. the topic of forgiveness. It'll help you work through the Bible okay. on the topic. But okay. there is a big no, difference. 
Now, as far as the forgiveness, let's say that, you know, it, we do have the forgiveness part down. Like, you know, yeah, it's, you have that, like, little grind inside you. You're like, I don't want to forgive that person. But, sure. you know, deep down, it really will help you. Now, once you, let's say you do have that forgiveness where you, like, forgive the Okay, you know what? You did that to me yesterday. I'll forgive you. Uh, a couple of days later, hey, you did that again to me yesterday again. I'll forgive you. Now, at what point do we just get rid of the bad people? I'm not trying to say people are bad, but well, at what let's, point let's talk do about we it. just get rid of the bad, right. the bad vibe or the bad person or that bad thing that, I mean, is it just within ourselves that creates that? Or is there, you know, if you're, if you're, if, uh, Pastor, if you have, you know, you accept somebody, you're like, hey, you know, come into my house, I know you're homeless, and the guy's a drug addict or something, for example, yeah, you can forgive him for being a drug addict, but at what? How many, how many years or how many months are you going to let this guy live with you while he's still continually going to go and do whatever sure. he wants, regardless of what he thinks of your right. uh, forgiveness? Yeah, forgiveness doesn't necessitate that you continue in relationships where you're taken advantage of or where you're hurt or where you're... You know, forgiveness is basically the releasing of a person from their debt. That's really the okay. word. Yes. And there's a big difference between relationship and forgiveness. There's a big okay. difference between uh, between reconciliation and forgiveness. Forgiveness okay. is what you do, and you and I okay. need to learn to live in forgiveness. Uh, and right. you know, if it's a friendship, if it's a if it's a relationship, we yeah. we need to be careful uh, to yeah. not be put, put ourselves in places where. Um, we are, well, we're just continually being taken advantage of the, you know, it's, we even, you know, the reality of, uh, somebody breaking into our house, we'll, we'll put a new lock on, like, we're not just going to keep, uh, keeping the door open and come and rip us off. And when it comes to relationships, in order for relationships to work, both parties need to meet at the cross. And if one person is unrepentant, then that person is very difficult to have a relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. And, and so right. you can't lose that heart of forgiveness, you know, without no, giving the whole. You're definitely right. Given the whole detail, but you also don't need to pretend that nothing happened. I mean, it obviously yeah, happened. Kind of what I do. I kind of just, you know, we're just family kind of situation. Yeah. You know, I let it go. Uh, but now it's kind of to the point where it's not my family, but it's yeah, yeah. Like you know, so well, yeah. Well, you you think of it. Think of it in terms of. You want, as much as is possible, the Bible says, live at peace with all men. Okay. And as okay. much as depends upon you, I think, is what the Roman says. And so to okay. the best of your ability, you want to be a good friend, you want to be a, a good resource, you want to be a loving representative of Jesus Christ, you want to live in forgiveness. But the reality the reality is, is that without repentance on the other person's uh, side, it's hard to have a relationship with them. It's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it feels like. And, it's, it's almost, it feels... Uh, uh, it just you feel defeated before you even can go, and it's it's to the point where I gotta see the person every night when I go, you know. And sure. it's like I don't want to be mean, but at the same time, I just you know, I like you said, I want to just be happier. And the person is kind of a, a disgruntled, uh, yeah. angry kind of person. So, and then you know, I've been there too, though. You know, sure. so I'm that's where I'm at. It's like, oh man, I can't really judge you for that because. I get angry and I'm like can get irritable and get on people's nerves. Of course, um, we all do. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate you taking my call, oh, man. man. It's been Great question. That's been going on for a few months, and it's just, you know, it's 
something I want to do right by yes. God, and um, I just want to have strength when I make a decision of I don't want to have to go back, oh, did I do the wrong thing, you know? Right. So, yeah. Just keep, okay. you, you keep abiding in Christ, and he will never lead you to do the wrong thing. All right. All right, man. See ya. Hey, thank you so much You're for welcome. taking my call. I appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Who is up next? Ashley in Denver. Ashley, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor. Hi. Um, I just have a prayer request. Um, I had a, uh, my first pregnancy, uh, a miscarriage from that last August, and um, recently found out that we are pregnant again. Uh-huh. And just asking for prayer and help and um, that, you know, God will bless this pregnancy and okay. um, just let it come to fruition. So. Okay, well, let's pray. Thank you. Father, I, you know Ashley, and, and you know the condition of her womb and and how hard it was uh, to, to lose a baby uh, prior, Lord, and, and just how difficult it was. And yet, now you've opened the womb again, and a baby has been implanted, and we are asking for a full, uh, healthy birth. We're asking God that you would strengthen her body, and all the little millions of things that, that have to work together in order for a baby to grow to full term, we pray for them, God. You know them more than we do. We don't even know how it all works. It's just so beautiful and wonderful. But I also pray for the fears and anxieties and the concerns that are very real uh, and are super concerning. And that, God, I just reminded that you told us to be anxious for nothing, but in all things by prayer and supplication, make our requests be made known to you. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And that's what we pray for right now, that the peace of God would guard Ashley's heart and mind, um, that, that she would be protected as she dwells and trusts in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. You're welcome. Keep us up to date, Ashley. I'd love to I meet will. your baby. <laughs> Thank you. All righty, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Caesar is in Aurora, Colorado. Got some, lots of Aurora today. Welcome, Caesar. Hey, Pastor Ed. Hopeful as well. What's I have up? a I have a prayer request. I I've been dating this this young lady for a couple of years now, and I I need prayer to see if it's the time of the Lord for me to to you know pop the question to get engaged. I don't. There's no sign that says no, but I, I still want to hang tight for that green light from the Lord. Yeah, it's a big step, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Of course, I mean, it's the rest of her life. Yeah, yeah. So what's holding you back? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, not exactly, I'm not exactly sure. You know, I, just, I, I, want, I want the, the Lord's guidance in this to, to say, you know, yeah, you know, go ahead, move forward. Okay, and, and he hasn't given that to you yet? Or is it just you? I, I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. <laughs> it is a big step, and, and I know it's a big step of faith, but God meets you right where you're at there. And remember, even if you get engaged and you start in this process of premarital and getting to know each other, you, you, you still aren't married yet. And engagement is, isn't designed to get to know one another better, you know, to spend some time. And, and if you were, you know, say you were getting married here at Calvary, we would, we, we would require that you go through premarital counseling and premarital counseling okay. isn't just so you can get married. Sometimes premarital counseling is to reveal that you shouldn't get married. And 
And as you take a step of faith, because you, you know every the way you the way you phrased your question, uh, everything's pointing toward toward this. Um, you know, begin to go in that direction, uh, and and just face your fears and anxieties. And and if you really love this woman, and this woman loves you, and you guys have invested time together to take the next step to get to know each other even better, uh, is not a bad choice. Okay, excellent. Thank you. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray for my brother Caesar as he weighs the weight of an engagement and he's taking it seriously. God, I pray you give him wisdom and the ability to discern uh, what what decision you want him to make and and that you would lead him and guide him, either opening or closing the door with this young lady. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Now, I don't know if you guys can hear. I don't know how sensitive this microphone is, but we've got like dozens of kids playing on our heads. So the studio is actually uh, has a floor above it. And I think one of the teachers forgot that we're doing the radio program. And, and, and while there is soundproofing all around, we didn't put any soundproofing in the, uh, in the floor. Uh, but praise God that the kids are happy uh, and enjoying uh, one another. And hopefully it's not uh, going over the air. 303-690-3000. What do we have here? David calling from Aurora. David, welcome to the program. How are you doing, sir? Good, man. What's up? Uh, Prayer request and then um, witnessing to a Muslim. Um, My prayer request is that I have strife in my family. Uh And I believe God's going to... Had the plan, but we got to go through this season here. Um, my kid's been separated with DHS. My wife's suffering mm. from alcohol and drugs. Okay. But we're going through class, and my sister has the kids. But um, Easter's pretty tough, so we can't be able to see them. Although, let me do it, but not her. Okay. But that's the strife between the family. The yeah, other thing hard. is, I want to witness to the Muslim. I like Muslim because I've been in Iraq and stuff. Sure. And we had a conversation with this guy yesterday, day before yesterday, and we talked. And um, I didn't denounce his his religion because they're 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 into it real good, and sure. believe Jesus is only a prophet, not the savior. Right. But I didn't know how to answer. But he basically said, "Well, Jesus, he." I said, "Well, God made him a body and a spirit, you know." But that's my. I didn't push the you know the issue. Well, in a simple you, way, you know, in a mm-hmm. simple way, um witnessing to a Muslim when it comes to Jesus is is fascinating because they accept the Bible. I know. Uh, and they accept that Jesus Christ was a messenger or a prophet of God. And, and so I like to, if, if I have the opportunity, I like to ask them, well, do you believe that what Jesus said is true? Um, did, when Jesus spoke, did he speak the truth or did he lie? And it's very hard for someone to call Jesus a liar. So right. almost always they're going to say he spoke the truth. And then you open your Bible to John chapter 14, John verse chapter 6. 14. Okay. And Jesus said something. He said that he's the only way and the only truth and the only life, and no one comes to the Father 
except through him. Nobody. Nobody. There's no one else. There's no way to the Father except through him. And and then, you know, by then he's already agreed that he believes Jesus. And, he, and then you ask him, well, what do you think about this? Jesus said there's no one. That means no Muhammad, no Buddha. That means no pastor, no priest, no pope. Um and because you, right. you're just planting seeds, and then let me recommend a book to you because it's that's a simple, simple, simple way to talk. But right? there's a book out that um, I don't think it's in print anymore, but you can get um, a used copy. Okay. It's called What's Reasoning the from the Scriptures with Muslims. From the Scriptures. Reasoning from the Scriptures with Muslims. Okay. And that's a it's a powerful book. Uh, and it, it not only gives you insight on their beliefs, but teaches you how to ask key questions um, in order to draw out from them faith. Okay. It's really good, and it brings them to, you know, everything's going to bring them back to who is Jesus. Right. And they're so close, and yet they so are. far away. Cool. Terrific. Okay, Thank my you. brother, thanks for calling, man. Well, let's right. pray. Let's pray. Let's okay. pray for your family. Um, Father, I just pray for my, my brother's family as he has much strife, and, and I pray that you would clear up these issues um, with his wife and that you'd reunite this family for your Amen. glory, that you would have your way with them, uh, and that there would be sobriety uh, yes, and holiness in this home. And I can't wait to hear David call back and testify of your Amen. miraculous faithfulness in his life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank okay, you, bro. Bye-bye. Talk to you later. All Bye. right. Hey, come on out this weekend. Uh, Joel Rosenberg is here. Uh, he'll be here at Calvary for our Saturday night and Sunday services this whole weekend. Saturday at 6, Sunday morning, 845 and 1045. And he's going to be sharing in Ezekiel. And uh, he has a new book. So he's bringing it with him. Why not? The Kremlin Conspiracy. And I have read or listened to the audio books of every Joel Rosenberg book and just a gifted, gifted author, novel, these novels, and, and, and profound prophetic insights of his study of the end times and then putting them in a novel. Unbelievable. Uh, but, he's, but more than that, he is a godly man who loves Jesus and is used in the most incredible ways. Unbelievable, the open doors this brother gets. He lives in Jerusalem. He went through Aliyah and went home, uh, and and he went home. Being a Jew himself, he went home, took his family. They live in Jerusalem uh, today. Um, they're, they are living in the Holy Land, and he's going to be here. He's a New York Times bestselling author and, and a good friend. He's a good friend of our family and a good friend of the ministry here, and we're so grateful uh, to have him here. So grateful to to host him. Um, ah, and um, so be here this weekend. And then thanks, Liz. Liz called in from Denver. I forgot we've got um, at nine o'clock on Sunday nights, nine p.m. We have Sammy Tanago, how to witness to Muslims. That's his whole mess. That's his whole program. Sunday nights on Grace FM, nine p.m. You guys on Hope FM, and you got to check your local listings or Truth FM. If not, then just Listen to our app. We're in Mountain Time, 9, 8, 9 p.m. Mountain Time. Sammy Tanago, a good, another good friend of mine from California. He has a program on of how to witness to Muslims. And um, 
I think he has a book. It's called Muslim Smile, Jesus Loves You. Um, and a great resource, uh, Sammy Tanago. So anyway, we're coming up on the end of the program. So glad you joined us. Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I'm back from California. I was out teaching at the Bible College in Murrieta uh, and teaching at a couple churches in Vista and Oceanside. But I'm back. We're in Second Kings tonight. So come on out. We're going to be hearing an update from our missionaries in Ireland. Uh, and we've got a special treat for Brandon that you need. you want to be a part of. Uh, on Wednesdays, we pray together as a church, we study the Bible, we sing together, we take communion together, we have a missionary update. I mean, it is a it is a fun family time here at Calvary on Wednesday nights, and you are invited. We are in 2 Kings. I didn't finish the study last week. As a matter of fact, or last time, I wasn't here last week, but a week and a half ago, I didn't even get past the first half of my notes. Uh, but instead, I felt the Lord leading us to give the gospel. I gave the gospel message. Four people responded to the gospel. Then one of those guys went home, told his brother, brought his brother back that weekend, and his brother got saved. Uh, and so God is on the move, and you come to church, you can expect the gospel to be preached. You can expect God to move. You can expect heart to be stirred. You can expect to learn the Bible. You can expect to learn how it applies to your life. Uh, God is alive. It's not bo- church is not boring. The Bible is not boring, and and I hope pastors don't make the Bible boring because it's exciting. We're studying the life of Elisha, Second Kings. You got to come out Calvary Aurora, seven p.m. tonight. We'll see you there. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.